of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shoptoff, C70, the bat at C70 on Twitter. With me, as always, Alan Medlock from Red Dirt, Red Bird, and A Medlock one on Twitter. Before we get started tonight, want to say congratulations to Mr. and Mrs. Stephen Nichols. Um, it kind of feels like Danny Mac saying somebody's at the ballpark, you know? But um, some of you made it, most of you know Mrs. Nichols as Tara Woman, who they uh, got, the, got their wedding done this morning and so we say congratulations to them they will never hear the show because they have things better to do this weekend than to try to figure out what the cardinals are doing uh but alan and i don't so here we are um we are talking about a a team that huh, I, there's so many different questions so many different things that we can talk about and we will over the next hour ish um but we want to start out alan and i didn't prep you for this so um but I should have probably, but I want to get your general thoughts on the job Mike Shields doing, you know, today we, we saw last night, the ninth inning was a bit of a disaster and there's a lot of, I don't know, animosity, a lot of you know, criticism, a lot of Mike Shields needs to go um, type of attitude. It feels like online, where are you standing on Mike Shields these days? Uh, I, no different than I have been. I'm a big supporter of Schilt. Um, I get some of the angst last night and uh, a lot of the issues. I, I mean, I, I completely understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Just a little background with this. Right after Sosa got on, immediately thought, okay, well, you're going to go back to back bunt right here. Then you're going to take your chances of what they do with Goldschmidt. That's it. That was my immediate thought. Yeah. And, you know, you, what happens, happens. And it's a terrible bunt. You go into the double play. And it's one of those situations to where, in, in, to me, I thought it was just that natural to hit Goldschmidt behind in the pitcher spot where you could have hit him in the Rondon spot, which would have made sense. That didn't occur to me. I also, anybody that's listening is going to argue and say, hey, well, you don't get paid to, to manage the team. <laughs> you know, one of those situations. So um, there have been some questionable things th- that have happened this year. Bullpen, you know, I think you run the same guys out a lot of times. I mm-hmm. don't think you get a perfect explanation for it. But it, as a man, the manager's job, I always feel, is – it looks easy from the outside because we don't know what's going on on the inside. Right, right. Um, now, in a situation like this, I completely understand that uh, there's going to be some issues because the new age thinking is not to bunt there. And you would probably hear some old age thinkers that would say the same thing, but that's just the way that it is, that it's always gone. I mean, that, like I said, my knee jerk right last night was, okay, we're going to get the back-to-back bunts here. 
Yeah, I mean, um, oh, go ahead. Execution was no execution was just terrible. And I, I mean, yeah, I, I again, I'm, I'm like you. I wrote about it this morning on the on the post. Um, I, I still am very happy that Mike Schultz is the manager here, and I do think that when things happen like this, again, it doesn't mean that they're right, and it doesn't mean that you like it. But it is always, I always feel like there's an explanation for it, or at least sure. a thought process. Yeah, I completely agree. I read it. I read your piece today, and I completely agree with that. Yeah, I don't think we got that necessarily over the last few years before Mike Schultz took over. Yeah. Um, and so it was a little bit of the same type of thing. Um, there was some, some baseball thoughts. Now, again, bunning with a guy like Rendon, especially when he's only had like, what, I think that was his second attempt at a sacrifice in his career <sighs> might have been not a, a not necessarily the best idea i love the sosa i mean i love the results of the sosa bunt uh that was a beautiful bunt and if people could do that more often we would we would probably do a little bit more of it but yeah it just felt to me like that was uh and i think mike you know he looked he owned it some too as well he said that's on me and you know i just you wonder i feel like you know we've heard we've heard it talked about you know, this, this room, this front office uh, analytics group and how they're supposed to feed information down and discuss and all this kind of stuff. And I, and I know, I'm sure that they are, but it is interesting that, you know, we're seeing a couple of the same things, not, not as regularly, not as blatantly as Mike Matheny did it, but still some of the same things. And it's like, is there a disconnect? Is the analytics front room not explaining well enough is this you know is there something there is the analytics group not as good as it should be um because that was just a an interesting situation like i said i think i would have gone with pinch hitting for rondon um and then you still had justin williams on the bench to pinch hit for for helsley after that and it, it again it's different in that situation you know i always feel like bunning is playing for a run you needed two just to tie yeah um, and you're facing a guy that had had not gone over an inning all year long. It kind of looked like it looked like he was tiring. So there are some, you know, we can nitpick, and that's part of baseball, right? I mean, that's part of it is being able to second guess the manager and second guess uh, what's going on and and things like that. I mean, that's what kind of these kind of things like writing and blogging and tweeting and talking to anybody. That's just that's what it is. Um, so you're always going to have that. But um, that was I don't. Overall, again, you know, Mike Schill has to deal with the people that he's got and the players he's got, and he's done a fine job, I think, of it so far. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how this continues. It, it was interesting. I don't know, and I linked to it in the post in the morning, but I don't know if you'd read it before, the, the Fangraphs article by Ben Clemens, um, where it talked about, you know, how many times Mike Schultz has intentionally walked the bases loaded, uh, you know, and how, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but on the net, it's been like almost like zero impact on a game. You know, <laughs> we get worked up about some of this stuff and over on the long haul, you know, if, if that, if that play happens in the seventh inning, yeah, we're still mad about it, but it doesn't get the scrutiny that it does because it was in the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah without a doubt. I mean, it's, uh, it, I just, the over the over his head, oh, he's in over his head comments. Just it, that's tone deaf to me, considering that uh, um, you know he's made the National League Championship Series in the playoffs last year. Yeah, you know, I just it, it's tough. Yeah, I mean he he's he knows a lot more baseball than you know, I mean he may have a different opinion, a different perspective on it. He may do things differently than the 
the general thought process right now, but to some degree, that's what baseball needs, right? I mean, we talk about lack of action. We talk about slow and boring games, yet we also say, but don't bust, <laughs> don't steal, and, you know, you know, get your good, you know, maximize your launch angles and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it feels like at some degrees as fans and as consumers, perhaps it's like we want both things. And if you want to play smart analytical baseball, it's probably not going to be as entertaining of baseball as it was in the eighties and nineties and early two thousands. It's a different game now with shifts and things of that nature. Um, and unless you nerf the game, we take away, you know, things and say, you can't do it this way. Um, I don't know how you reconcile those two things. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it, it's tough. I mean, it's, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> it is, it's, Everything is so everything is under a microscope so much now, yeah. And uh, maybe right, rightfully so. And there's things that uh, the naked eye just doesn't see, or the game by game doesn't see. And the uh, the long play makes such a difference. And uh, it's tough, and it's it's tough to to find middle ground in what uh, in what the game is expecting and how it's actually being played right now. And and it's tough as somebody that's that uh, I. As far as on the field stuff is more of a traditionalist and to, to see how things go. I, uh, I kind of like some of these moves, but I get it that sometimes it's not the best play. And, uh, and it's tough. And I think that there's a struggle across the game to try to find that middle ground. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, now, you know, we talk about, you know, what the minor leagues are doing about tinkering with rules and things like that. The article that came out today in, with Sports Illustrated about talking about you know, how much stuff pitchers are putting on the ball, um, which is something, you know, we talked a little bit about last week with the Giovanni Gallegos issue. Um, but, you know, how much they're talking about the difference in the spin rates that make things almost unhittable that, you know, some of the, even the players that they interview said, you know, if you don't, you don't have to necessarily tinker with the game, just take away some of this stuff. Um, now, you know, uh, granted, there's a, as you get, there's a little bit of a fine line there too, right? I mean, you don't want a ball that's, you know, like they were saying, you know, players can put their hand on the ball and pick it up through their palm just because it was that sticky. Um, yeah. But you also want them to be able to grip the ball in a way that doesn't allow them to, you know, hit somebody in the head at 100 miles an hour. Um, <laughs> yes. And, you know, so I don't I don't know where that, that mix is, you know, and maybe it is get rid of stuff, but, you know, maybe it's more of a play with the ball type of thing, you know, to, to fix the, the way the ball, the seams are and things of that nature. Cause we know that they've tinkered with it a little bit for this year. I don't know because I think, yeah, we, we grew up knowing you remember the, you know, Joe Negro with Emory board and yeah. Prairie with everything and, and all that kind of stuff. And of course the spitball has been outlawed for a hundred years. Um, you know, I feel like we would rather see nothing. And I, and I think that's what the game wants. But I think there's also that idea, like I said, hitters are even fine with pitchers having a little bit better grip on that ball. It's just, where do you draw that line? Well, and that, yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, you know, is there, it, there becomes that situation to where 
how much of this stuff has happened and we've just never known. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's part of, that's part of the tradition of the game and, and uh, you know, situations like that. Now I've heard some of the amendments they've made to the ball this year could be playing a part in some of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, I mean, I'd like to hear that explained. It's just, there's, there come, I guess this is just the, the way it goes with everything. And it's a, a live and learn type situation, but some of these situations I wish they would take care of before the middle of the season. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, I know it's tough because they had no results. They didn't know what was going on. And you're coming off a season where you were, I mean, there was no runway last year. Right. I mean, you just don't know, but uh, yeah, I mean, to see all the warnings now and it's going to affect somebody that's probably, I don't know how to say it's going to, it's probably going to affect somebody. I don't want to name any Cardinals because I just, I'd afraid, you know, it, it all heck would break loose, but yeah. let's just say the Garrett Cole that's substantiated. Because he immediately has a bad start. Right. That 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 had something to do with it. To where he skips, but some middling reliever gets popped for ten games. Mm. You know, it's gonna be an ugly situation. And mm. uh that that's gonna be very difficult to police. Um I'm I think it's a slippery slope to start doing dealing with these things now. You know, somebody put up on Twitter not too long ago, like a few hours ago before a few minutes before we started the show, a clip of that ball that game, what was it? 17-18 when Brett Cecil threw the pitch that stuck to Yachty. Yeah, um, I brought that up. Um, you know, and again, there is and somebody, as whoever, and it, I'm not exactly sure who who uh, retweeted it, pointed out, it didn't help Brett Cecil any um, if he was using stuff. Yeah. If, if the Cardinals, if people like, I mean, we, we saw Gallegos, and maybe that's not the greatest example, but um, even if anybody else, is if Tyler Webb was using something, it surely didn't help him stay on this team. Um, I don't know. Again, I, we don't want to say anybody's clean. I think we, it hasn't Adam Wainwright even committed at time. Something, something this off season, he at least got mixed up in a guy that was using sunflower, you know, the rosin and sunscreen and maybe something else. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's hard to know where that, you know, informal line is, as we said. So, but, um, but we're not, I mean, it's hard to imagine that they could be worse than they are, especially when it comes to control. Um, now maybe it's a, you know, we're talking about, you know, doctored balls have better spin rates and the Cardinal spin rate, from what I can tell, from what I've seen, it's not up much. I think I saw Jason Hill maybe planning to write a, a piece of BBL Alberto's on that. Um, but, you know, I don't know how that factors in because it feels like some of this control issues that the Cardinals have is the ball moves more than they think. Now, some of it's they just don't, don't throw strikes, but some of it is maybe it's moving more than they can control. Um, and again, I'm not saying that they're using anything. I don't, I mean, as far as, you know, Schilt said he thought his team was clean and I, you know, I don't, I imagine they're not using anything that nobody and anybody else is and I don't think they're going to extremes or anything. Um, but if they are, you know, again, it's not helping. So why would they keep doing it? Yeah. That, and it's funny. I just about brought the uh, Cecil situation up too, because you're just like, boy, that's weird. You know, the, yeah. uh, the, the, you know, sticking on the, uh, on the chest protector and you're like, well, I mean, no one's going to look because he wasn't effective regardless. Right. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it's one of those situations where you do wonder if, uh, if, if that's a major effect of the Cardinal bullpen right now, mm-hmm. you know, that's uh, some of their elite relievers, you can book a walk. 
almost everyone. Oh, yeah. But you can also book, you know, that, a situation where they're going to make somebody look silly. So I don't know where the uh, where the middle ground is on this, and it's uh, I just I worry that you open Pandora's box by looking into it too deep. It's a possibility, but I also think that if it's this bad, I mean, because look, we're talking about <laughs> baseball being hitting it like a two thirty clip or two. I mean, it's it's like historically bad levels of yeah. of offense. If you can fix that by I mean, and you're not going to fix it entirely because people are just, you know, what they are. But if you could fix it by cracking down on some of this, kind of like we had with the steroid era, and they cracked down on that and things kind of, you know, nobody hits close to 70 home runs anymore. You know, now it's having enough trouble hit seven home runs. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's for the good. Again, and maybe it's the Cardinals aren't using anything, and that's why they're so wild. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's, you know, they look terrible compared to everybody else. It is. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough. It, it really is. Um, before we get into the pitching, though, because I think there's a lot of that, I want to go back to a little bit of what we're talking about. I want to use last night to jump into a different discussion. You know, we're talking about the ninth inning, and they're trying to score uh, runs against the Reds' bullpen. But the Reds have been bad. Yeah, pitching wise, for long periods. I mean, it's extended period of time. They're 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 bad at, at pitching, and the Cardinals get two runs in the first inning, and that's it. You know, there's a time period where they go ten run ten batters and get nobody. It's on. Um, they shouldn't have been fighting for runs in the ninth inning. They should have been had Alex Reyes or somebody else out there locking down a win if the offense could do what it should do. Um, you know. Where do where do we want to go with that? Because it feels like, you know, there's not a lot more they can do and let, except hope people get hot. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's – I think that adds to the intrigue of the uh, young coming back a little bit. I know that will get a, a ton of eye rolls. But uh, you, you feel a little more wholesome, you know, I mean, or whole, I guess you could say, yeah, yeah. in that situation. But I don't know. I mean – it feels like they they go as Goldschmidt and Arenado go. Sure. And I don't think we've seen a situation this year where both of them are get, had really, really hot streaks. Um, that'll be interesting to see as the, as, the, uh, as the sun comes out and it heats up a little bit. I know this is a little bit later than normal. <laughs> That's what kind of concerns me on those things. Uh, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's where I was frustrated. You're just like, man, they just can't. They can't do anything. And that fourth outfield spot is a little tricky right now to manipulate and to see how they're going to score runs. Um, that's There's going to be ebbs and flows of the season. And knowing that we were going to record tonight, I, I uh, went back and kind of looked at the, uh, the past, you know, the past month. And, you know, for as bad as they played for two different stretch in the month, stretches in the month, they were still two games over 500 for May. Mm-hmm. And you're going to run into a stretch soon to where you have four straight winnable series. Yeah. And, you know, that's probably when you start to panic if you can't pull those off. Um, but, yeah, it, it's funny. You would like to see someone really just, you know, really carry the team for a little while, maybe one of your stars, and then everything else will just kind of fall into place is kind of what I'm hoping to see. Um I, you know what? It, it's funny. I know that we talk about this all the time, past two shows, talking before we even start hit record today. I just feel like you've got to find certainty in one of those outfield spots. Hmm. 
and that could even be in that fourth outfield spot. I don't know, but man, a lot of times that your outfield can just look fruitless when it was when it before O'Neill came back. You know, so the uh, yeah, I, I I don't have an answer for that. I feel like that may be an out of the organization fix as well. But you know, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Well, and it's it's going to be interesting, I think, to some degree. You said, like you said, Paul DeYoung going out on a rehab assignment this weekend uh, with Memphis. He'll be back in St. Louis on Monday to be reevaluated. It's possible he could go back to Memphis, play a couple of games, and then be ready for the Cup Series. I think it's just as likely that he will they'll activate him Tuesday for the Indian Series, the short two game series. But you know. What does that mean for the offense? You know, DeYoung, not only was he, you know, obviously struggling a little bit before he left and down, has been sitting around. And if he only gets a couple of games of rehab assignment, you know, how how much can he give versus what Sosa's giving? And then do you see, kind of like we're seeing tonight, although with different people, do you see more of Tommy Edmond out there and, and Sosa or Carpenter playing second base um, because Carpenter's hitting a little bit more in a, in a small, very, very small sample, um, <laughs> but better, yeah. better than he has for a while. Um, you know, do you see that and you sacrifice a little bit of Tommy Edmonds, you know, obviously good defense at second and let him play outfield because it's overall a better, better package. Yeah, I I worry that that's going to be the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. That uh, we start seeing that so much more, and to get I think Sosa's played himself into the into the uh, equation quite a bit, and I don't think they're ever going to going to uh, miss a chance to get Carpenter more at bats. So I think that's probably the direction they go, at least in the near term. And uh, that's a little bit frustrating. I mean. It was a great play all around. Don't get me wrong last night. Yeah. But that throw from Edmund, where he was and how he caught it, is an incredible play. Absolutely. And it's one of those, I'm just like, I would love to see a full run of him at second and possibly shortstop if he were to move a little bit just to see what he can do instead of moving him to the outfield. But the fact that he is that flexible means a lot to them. And... uh, I think that we'll probably see that configuration of him in the outfield a lot more just to get those other guys, you know, at bats. Yeah. Cause you're right. Justin Williams and Lane Thomas have not shown enough to play regularly, even though they kind of do like the organization. And you talked about, it, I think last week about how the organization is handling Lane Thomas. It really makes no sense to see him sitting on the bench and Jose Rendon, playing in the outfield for a guy that's, you know, never really played out there. I know, and granted, Tommy Edmond never played out there until they put him out there too. But even then, we were saying, why is Tommy Edmond playing in the outfield instead of Randy Rosarena, which is a, you know, obviously a different issue. But same same thinking, different players. Um, uh, you know, we've seen Thomas really not do much of anything. Yeah. Um, it, I guess one of those guys gets sent down when the young comes back. Um, I mean, both of them have options and honestly, both of them could probably use the time in Memphis. Cause I haven't seen just a whole lot out of Justin Williams. That makes me think that he's even a really great fourth outfield option. Um, but you're right. I, I, given the other needs that we're going to get into in a little bit, 
it feels like they're just going to try to get by over there. Yeah. And, and, you know, we have, we've probably made this argument ad nauseum at this point, but they aren't doing Thomas any favors. Mm -hmm. I feel like he looks so overmatched right now. And that's not how he looked in 18. Yeah. And it, that's that, that's a little bit of a, the disturbing trend to me. Um, I feel like he deserves a trip to Memphis and to play every day to start figuring it out. I mean, I think that would, that would benefit them. And I think that, were there a little gun shy to make a move right now? At least you would know. You know what I mean? I After you see what Garcia is doing and you see what a Rosarena is doing and, and one of those things, I think they're a little gun shy to move, move, to move anybody right away. But I just don't understand how they feel like uh, there's a huge benefit to how they've handled Thomas. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I, I feel like the at-bats have been terrible. Yeah, they have. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it makes, um, you're right. It makes no sense. And yeah, Williams walking into some home runs, I think will probably save his bacon. Yeah. You know, here for a little while. Probably. And, uh, you know, and there will be a reckoning on that at some point. I would, I would assume, you know, I, cause I, I don't feel like they believe he's an everyday player, but yeah, I think they like the power option and they love the left-handed bat. We've heard that for three years, mm-hmm. but the thing is that I, I don't know. I would like to hear a defensible reason with Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think that. I don't think the extra bat makes that much difference to them. I mean, I guess they don't really want to be caught without somebody there. Um, But, you know, he doesn't get used, but more than a pinch hitter here and there. Um, And when he does play, I don't know if it's. You know, you could argue. I don't know if it's true, but it could argue. He tries to do way too much. I mean, we've seen some yeah. really bad throws out of him and some questionable defensive plays. And you you wonder if that is, well, I need to, I need to throw this runner out at home so I might be able to get to play again. Um, you know, that said, since the since the beginning of the White Sox series, um, he's one for twenty one. I mean. Yeah, three walks, 11 strikeouts, and that's 24 plate appearances. You know, you got to gotta figure out a way to do something, I think. Or, like you said, send him down. Because that, that seems to be a much better option for him than to sit on the bench and, you know, strike out once a night. Yeah, I just that's the thing is I the handling of, of his situation has been awful from the beginning. And I understand that the uh, – you know, before the minor league season started, some of the defensive right, lapses right. earned you a trip down, but not like two games. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just I don't. I didn't. I I just don't trust any of those explanations about why they had to bring him back so quick. I just don't think it was a favor to him. Mm. No, and it's not. I mean, let me pull up Memphis real quick. I don't think it's that he would be taking time over no. somebody in Memphis. And if I know this is kind of a backwards way to think, but I know they've had injury issues. In yeah. Springfield and Memphis yeah. in the outfield. Because you've got Newt Bar uh, out. Um, you have Dean and um, Hurst who've been up or out yeah. down there. Um, yeah. I mean, it, but I don't know who they would. I mean, and like I said, that may be where, you know, getting DeYoung back and having another bat then on the bench pushes him to pushes him to Memphis. Because um, I don't know who they would bring up. I know Connor Capel's doing okay in Memphis. He had a really great night, what, last night, where he hit two triples, a homer, and a double. 
Um, but I don't know that he's necessarily their option, really good option to come up. There's nobody like that. And that's the thing. Even John Mosellock said that. And when we get into the pitching, it's the same thing. type of thing. There's nobody knocking on the door. There's no. no Dylan Carlson that we're all saying, why isn't he up in this situation? There's a guy that might do better than Thomas might not do better than Thomas. You know I mean? That kind of thing. It's just like, we could do this rotation. We could do the roster turn. But I don't know that it's going to get us any more a different result. Um, you know, it's really going to have to be, like you said, Goldschmidt and Arenado get going. Um, you know, Carlson's doing well. You know, you're, you've got Paul O'Neill. Uh, Paul O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill. Uh, showing my age there, aren't I? Um, <laughs> Tyler O'Neill um, going well now. And you, you're, I'm almost, you know, kind of afraid that he's going to cool off about the time sure. that, that Goldschmidt and Arenado get going. And you're still kind of like, if we could just get three guys, you know, two or three guys going at one time, maybe you could do something. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I completely agree. It does feel like some of these hot streaks, if they could get two going at once mm-hmm. that, uh, that you could really get something going, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things to where O'Neill can, can hardly do no wrong right now. And just like we had talked about, I can't remember. It was maybe when we had Rob brains on, we said, if he ever gets going, he's going to be an exciting player. You know, because of the plays in the outfield, the base running, and then the power, yeah. he's going to be that. It's going to be huge, and you're going to ride this out as long as you can. And you just kind of wish that one of the big two would get going at the same time. I I feel like Arenado and Goldie are both close. Um, and that I don't know. I just feel like every one of the home runs that one of them hit, you think that it's going to get somebody going. You know what I mean? One of the summers that we have heard about when they yeah. play for another organization, yeah. and some of the stuff that we've seen out of Goldschmidt. Um, that you think that if you can put two of the, two of these players together hot at the same time, you're going to win a lot of these series, and it's going to put you right in the mix. But then you have a game like last night where you thought you almost thought last night was a shoe in to win because they're finally back from the West Coast. You come back, you're playing someone that's not the Dodgers, yep. and you feel like you're going to play well. Well, you have your first inning, you feel pretty good about it, and then you know everything goes completely cold. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I will say it, it's not, I know they weren't using it as, and I don't think it is much of one, but I don't remember a time where they have come back from the West coast and played the next day. Um, especially not a night game. That is a rough one. You know, that, yeah. I mean, I'm not, like I said, that's not, doesn't really explain. Cause it's not like they were, Oh, well, they didn't hit last night. They've hit forever. No, they haven't hit forever anytime, but it always feels like you had that day off when you came back from LA or, or anything like that, you know, just because of the time change or you played a, you know, a one o'clock start um, to play a, a night game. Like I said, I think they got back into town at like five o'clock this morning. Yeah. Time. I mean, that was, uh, that's a little bit weird for the fact that they've got two off days next week, you know, that's exactly what I thought. No, yeah. I mean, I don't know the red schedule, but you would have thought you could play this been a wraparound series played a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, and had that day off yesterday, and you know, you would have thought that would work better, but I don't make the schedules, and I know there's well, yeah, and I don't envy anyone that does, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know how hard it is for eight teams, you know, say, much you, less you, that. You do a little bit of that, and, uh, yeah, the uh, and it's one of those, but I, I kind of thought the whole Dodger series timing was weird, mm-hmm. and I, a little, I felt like you got a little bit of that in Arizona as well, you know, just the one day game, you didn't, you didn't sandwich it in with the day game Saturday or yeah. you know, anything like that, and then you had the. Uh, the uh, 
the eight ten, nine ten, eight ten, was it not? Yeah. Isn't that how they went? And well, that's the those are forty. Right? The first two like was, 40s and then yeah, like, there was one that was late. Yeah, I mean, and, and then it's it, yeah, the middle game was late instead of yeah, and it's one of those to where you're just like you love winning a game out of there because you're such a disadvantage in the time change. And I know that everybody's going to say, well, you were in Arizona before that, but I mean, you're you are uh, running on fumes at that point, and you don't get the day game and get to you know get out of there early on Wednesday. I'd, I know that's I thought that was a scheduling. I thought it was terrible, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's not not what I would have done, especially yeah, like I said at the end of a of a long road trip. But you, you know, again, there's other factors that go into these kind of things, and you yeah. deal with it. But um, so, but yeah, I mean, this is a series. I mean, you have to win three out of four against the Reds, right? That yeah, it feels like it. And so now you have to sweep this. It's like sweeping yeah. the weekend, which they have done before, but um. You know, and then you've got two with the Indians, two, three with the Cubs. And then you're right. You get into that Marlins, Braves, Tigers, Pirates, which, I mean, all those teams are. Uh, and then you get Arizona again, all those teams under 500. And then the Rockies after that. You've got a chance for these bats to get going because not all those are, you know, some of those guys are going to have rough pitching staffs and things of that nature. But, you know, if you split this weekend and maybe split with the Indians and lose the series against the Cubs, then you start getting you kind of get into that little bit of a panic mode and given the way this pitching staff is, it was probably time to, to talk about that elephant in the room. Um, you know, there's no guarantees that you're going to win these series against weaker teams. Um, of course, Flaherty goes on the DL this week, uh, with an oblique injury that's going to keep him out till probably August at least. Um, he, he and miles Michaels are going to kind of have this race to come back and it's, you know, it's going to be like a, turtle and a tortoise racing um you know the cardinals already having trouble with with michael s out um you know having to use oviedo more than they wanted to now oviedo's part of the rotation and you know what it's just like thomas we've said let him go down to memphis let him yeah. stay there and i i don't think he even bothers to pack nowadays because he, they send him down and he's back up you know within two days you know it's, what's what's the point and now, I mean, he's in the rotation until further notice, right? Unless they're able to make some sort of move. Uh, yeah, that's um, – <laughs> it's funny. I would love to hear the uh, – I would love to hear the true um, opinion right now, the Oviedo deal, of it's – that's, you know, just like you were talking about, no one's, no one's banging on the door to get here. Right. And it's one of those to where – it seems like Oviedo's starts have gotten progressively worse. I think he's the next man up and has been for the beginning. I think they kind of hit him in spring for that purpose. But, uh, but yeah, it's weird because I would you'd love to hear their honest opinion of what they would really like to do and how quick they are looking to bring somebody else on. And it's also one of those situations where I wouldn't even – they could probably go six-man in the beginning. I think they would to kind of get, his, get, it, get a little more experience with Oviedo. But – I think he would benefit by going and pitching it without as much pressure in Memphis here as soon as possible. So we'll see how that goes. Has he has he officially been announced for Saturday? Um, I don't know. Let me let me check and see though. I don't believe so. He may not have, but I mean, we know. Who's yeah, gonna, who's else going to pitch? Exactly. I mean, I get that. Like, Derek, well, and I didn't know if that was the situation with injury call up. I don't think. I think they can name him already. I mean, I think he's he's officially back. Correct. Yeah, I, I, okay. he came back. He was recalled, so he's on the team. What okay. I heard, what Derek Gould put out, like 
the night of um, the Martinez. Yeah, the Martinez yeah. start was that they didn't announce it so that in case he needed to be a long relief guy, then they figured out from there. Guy yeah. Figured out from there, but I mean, I mean, by now, you know, I can't <laughs> imagine. I mean, what's a situation tonight that they use Oviedo? I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, it's, it's really hard to imagine. Although, and I say that, um, you know, being that they used, what did they use last night? Um, they did use Ponce last night. They used Ponce last night. Um, they used, um, let me pull the box score up. I was thinking about the Reds. Reds only used two guys last night, but they used them for two innings each. I used Ponce and Helsley. That's all they used. So pretty much everybody's out there. I mean, even Ponce could pitch another inning, probably. I haven't looked at his game log to see, but he only pitched one last night. It's questionable how much you want him to pitch when we can get into that. Um, you know, you've got all your good guys, but, you know, you probably don't want to use them if it's a blowout, but then you may not have a choice. Um, it would take... Let's see, Kim's pitching tonight, right? I mean, he'd, if he if he'd have to get out before the end of the third, I think, before the, for them to use Oviedo, right? Oh yeah, but the, I yeah, it'd probably have to be a Martinez type start. <laughs> yeah, I then would, for that to happen, I would, no. I would think that that's a possibility that um, if they had one. I'm sorry, the Chihuahua found somebody outside to bark at. Yeah, um, it's part of the problem. Late mail, yeah. late mail delivery. Yeah, that's the problem with the uh, early afternoon uh, or early yeah. evening recording time. They can actually see outside instead of it being yeah. dark. But anyway. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, oh yeah, he's going to pitch tomorrow, but if, you know, it's very difficult to see, you're right. I mean, in this situation, if that happened, if they couldn't use Oviedo tomorrow, but you have the idea back on Monday, um, that maybe they bring Carlos back somewhere along in the way in this spot to, to at least get a couple of innings. Since he only threw about what, 40, 45 pitches. Yeah. 38 or something like that. Yeah. I think. Um, no. So in theory, you could see Carlos <sighs> go tonight if there was a problem and pitch a couple of innings as a kind of a off day thing. I, although, you know, does that mess with the rest of the schedule? Cause it, it, they just can't keep bringing up starters. I mean, they have yeah. to deal with it. Yeah, the more I thought about that, I was like, I think they want to give him as long a rest as they can at this point after that happened and the way that it ended and him coming off the mound. I thought about that. I was like, well, they yank him quick. Can you come out and get a few innings out of him on Sunday as a side or Saturday on a side session type deal? But I just, I don't think that's on the table. <laughs> I think that they're just like, hey, you simmer down. Well, and, and I mean, the Cardinals are not an organization that tends to be creative like that either. You know, they're not ones to say, oh, you've got to throw a couple innings on the side today. Let's get you into the game. You know, that kind of stuff. It doesn't really happen very often for them to do something unique um, like that. Um, so, yeah, I, at any rate, I mean, you know, if he goes out there and he can only throw 30 or 40 pitches, is that really, you know, worth messing with, you know, because you're going to have to do this type of stuff too. So, again, that's one of those things that, Long extra innings, or or somebody, you know, Kim can't get out of the first. Then yeah, maybe. But I, other than that, probably, and even then, probably not. So, but we, you know, Obiadi needs to be at Memphis. He's not going to be. Um, we were talking before the show, trying to figure out, you know, because John Mozeliak has come out this week and basically said, we got to get somebody and we got to get them now. It's not, it, it, which is different, right? You were saying it. It's not. 
what you expect out of John Mosellock, really. You you know, they kind of you like he kind of always tries to underplay things, but he's you know been pretty honest that there's they don't want to rush Libertor or Thompson, and both of those guys have their own issues at third base or at third base at Triple A. They probably have their own problems at third base too, but uh, if, if they're playing third, we got problems. Um, so they're going to keep them down. You know, maybe you get a Rondon because he's on the forty man. Um, but it really sounds like they don't want to, you know, rush any of those guys. They don't want to go get a free agent because it's going to take them too long to get ready. I mean, by the time they're ready, you're getting to the All Star break and you're not too far away, maybe from Michaelis or or Flaherty coming in. So. You mentioned a guy, you know, obviously we all talk about Max Scherzer. You talked about maybe a, a guy like a John Lester instead. Um, that And that kind of, I mean, not necessarily Lester himself, but that kind of picture makes some sense to me. Sure. I mean, that that's, was my immediate thought. I was like, well, you go get a veteran that's pitching somewhere now on a, uh, you know, the t- on a team that's probably not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um and that's tough to say, you know, the first of June. I don't know how many are going to admit to that, you know, but uh, I kind of thought that would be in the mix. Another thing, I thought maybe one of those swingman type. I know we have Woodford and we have Ponce already, but I, I wondered if they wouldn't go out of the organization to get somebody that would could eat up some starters innings now and naturally progress into a bullpen type situation. Um, I know a lot of people want that with Gant, but that's just not an option right now. Gant's probably done enough for himself to where he's – He's safe for now, but you're right. I mean, the reason I looked at that is I was like, that's also only a year, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking if they're making that call, they're making the big call, you know, to, to Washington. So I don't know, but I, I'm not really sure. I know that some list of names, you know, have come out. I haven't really come through them a lot. Um, I noticed that Kyle Gibson just came off the, uh, um, the disabled or the, the IL for the Rangers. That will be an interesting name to watch, but I kind of do wonder if they're not going to try to add another left-hander to the, to the mix. Um, why I feel that way. I'm not completely certain. I, I think that they may, they have a little more flexibility than we think they do, but if they, this is the most forward I've ever heard them being about being out, going outside of the organization mm-hmm. and looking. So they may get whoever they can get. Yeah, I feel like they're not going to worry. Too. I mean, yeah, maybe ideally, but, yeah. you know, that's not going to be a big issue. I saw some mention of Jose Barrios from That would Minnesota. be awesome. Yeah, that would, would be awesome, be, by the way. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, that'd be great. But one, I got to feel like that's got to be a cost. And, he, and I think he's still arbitration. I mean, he you'd still have control for next year, too. I mean, that's going to, even though he may not be, you know, as great as he was, he's still above average. I had the twins. It depends on, I guess, if the twins think this is a one year off or if they're going to be down for a couple of years. Yeah. And you do wonder in a situation like that. And I'm not sure what Minnesota has in their pipeline, but you would have to think that, you know, a kid's in probably goes in a situation like that. And I don't know if you could afford that to happen. You know, where does it stop? You know, yeah. the, I think that you'd have to give away one of your catchers. But um, I don't know. I mean, whenever I saw that, though, I was pretty excited. I was like, they have completely uh, been bad. And it being in Minnesota, that is. Yeah. And yeah, you do kind of wonder if they're going to start uh, um, cleaning the house a little bit. But, you know, I'm not real sure. 
I mean, that's, I saw a, uh, you know, Mark DeRosa proposed a, uh, a Donaldson trade to the Brewers. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, well, if they're going to keep, if they're going to be brought up, you know, that heavily, um, <laughs> you know, everybody can see the same thing that uh, there could be some guys out there and available, but that name was one that, that kind of jumped off the charts to me. Yeah, Donaldson doesn't make a lot of sense. He's got, he's under contract till 23 and it's a 24 year option. I mean, yeah. Unless, unless I don't, I mean, the twins were really good last year. Yeah. I don't know that they're now that's this, this is one you know, I was looking at Barrows. Maybe they've also got Michael Pineda, Pineda yeah. um, who is a free agent at the end of this year. He's $10 million. Um, I assume it's, it's a two year, $20 million deal. So I'm assuming it was $10 million um, this year as well. Um, you know, but of course that's prorated and stuff like that. He's got a 340 ER. He's pitched nine times. Um, you know, he's got 12 walks and 47 innings. That's, I mean, that's huge for the Cardinals right now. I mean, that feels like somebody that I could target and the twins would probably not cost a whole lot because as you and I were saying, this feels like a, this is going to have to be like a multi-level plan here. And one yeah. is to stop the bleeding now. And then you could focus on the Scherzer later on if you want to. Um, Cause but you got to get somebody that doesn't cost a lot right now just to make sure you don't get so far out of the race. You don't have to worry about Scherzer. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it, you got to stop the bleeding a little bit and it's uh, they're going to be, there's going to be an innings crunch. I mean, they were in one, I mean, with Flaherty, right. how they were going to handle that. So you're going to have to do something. They're going to have to go get somebody. It's uh, you know, I think that any name that's out there is going to be brought up, but I think it's probably going to be one of those lower, you know, number five type swing man. Yeah. That that will probably happen in the beginning, especially if they're going to have to move this quick. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those where you feel like they're going to have to shore up some innings now and then go for the big fish later if you're if you're you're still in it. Which I, I honestly, if you would have asked me this time last week, I would have been like, "Hey, get back, go five and five on a road trip, and you're going to be good." You got that's how I feel. I feel like if you can play five hundred on the road, you're going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I do worry about that. I mean, especially when I saw Flaherty go down, and and I don't put a lot of weight on just a, on one guy in any injury in those situations because I always feel like you could fill a spot or keep your head above water. But it's one of those they're taking a lot of hits right now, and yeah. that's that's the one that, that kind of worries me, especially considering how well the Cubs have played. You know, I've watched them several times over the past week and a half since St. Louis, and they're playing pretty well. And uh, the lineup is much more fluid than I thought, and that uh, it's that's a little worrisome. Yeah, that, um, yeah, I really kind of start, and we've talked about it, I think, in the last couple weeks, but I really got into the feel of you missed your opportunity with the Cubs to push yeah. something. They've kind of caught some fire, and not that they don't have their own issues and own problems and, and things of that nature, and I don't think that they're necessarily going to run away with the division or anything, but you would have liked to see them going into the latter part of June with the idea of maybe we want to sell versus yeah. trying to add on. Yeah. Um, the uns- you want to see that uncertainty yeah. and, and, and you're right. I mean, that's a great point. And I, I worry that we haven't seen the best of Milwaukee yet. Yeah. very good you know, That's, that's a concern I have. Yeah. I mean, Cardinals lose tonight. They could easily slide behind Milwaukee for third place. Um, so, and I think that's all on John Mozilla's mind as well. I mean, like you said, to, to see him come out and say this kind of stuff, um, 
one, it just testifies to how that, that depth has been so tapped. And, you know, we knew even going into this year, I think, that the pitching depth wasn't what it could have been in part because of all the trades, right? Austin Gomber's gone, you know, Alcantara, um, Gallon, other people like that that have, don't get me wrong, those are good trades that the Cardinals have made, but they have really tapped into that pitching depth and they may have some coming up, but it's going to be a while. They don't have those knocking on the door and, and they're paying for it now. I don't think they expected to have, they should have probably expected some sort of, relapse on Michaelis, but I don't think they necessarily expected one him to be gone so long and two then to have somebody else go down and especially yeah. clarity to go down at that time. Um, so the other, I mean, the other option is to find some guy that's at AAA that's, that has some major league experience for somebody and, and see if they can make a, a little, you know, kind of cheap trade there. But I don't know who those kind of guys are, if there are that sure. many out there. Yeah, that's it's it's interesting. I uh, it just kind of did a you know just a brief before you know early maybe it was even earlier this week when we were talking about mm-hmm. it um, that you kind of look at you know your your Trevor Cahill types and stuff like that. Now he's injured, but but yeah. someone of that ilk, you just yeah. you kind of wonder if that's out there and and call me lazy, but I haven't looked you know that much <laughs> to see. But you know it would seem like there would be innings to be had. And it's, it's one of those to where you're thinking you could be creative and make a trade with Tampa Bay, you know, with one of those, but you would probably lose the trade and whoever you, you right. send goes to the all-star game. Well, you know what I mean, it yeah. could be a high A guy or something, but it's just, it's one of those things that kind of concern you, but no, there's some excitement. I mean, it's one of those to where just, you could read the tea leaves that, that I kind of thought that there may have been a move even before they played last night, mm-hmm. not anything big. You're probably underwhelming, but at least they would have brought in somebody. And you have to think that before Chicago, that something like that may happen. Yeah, I mean, you got a couple of off days next week. You've got, you know, some time. Which is always seems to be big for them. Yeah, always helps. Yeah. So, um, then there's the bullpen. Um, and, you know, we kind of talked to Brian Helsley last week, and it's not been a great week for Brian Helsley. Um, Daniel Ponce de Leon has occasionally looked like a guy that maybe could step into that. Then not so much. Yeah. Um, you know, even Genesis Cabrera is still kind of iffy to me, depending on the day. And especially as we did some re looking at it this week, um, you know, he's not real great with runners on, um, you know, really right now it's Giovanni Gallegos and Alex Reyes and Alex Reyes worries you to death. We just kind of figure he's probably going to get out of it. Um, although he almost didn't in Los Angeles. Um, but those two guys are about the only ones you actually expect to have a good result when they come through. And the rest of them are like, I don't know. Kyler Webb is gone. Andrew Miller's in, but I don't think that changes your opinion of the bullpen that much. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those situations to where one, you wanted the best for Webb, And sometimes you think that just yeah. to be out of the big leagues for a little while would probably help because it couldn't get anybody out. And then, you know, you just wonder how bad that bad that blister was. The Miller hasn't been back and hopefully yeah. that reset would work, you know, for a, for a veteran that the Miller deal was, was very weird to me because you get, he is a big wig with the union. Right. Right. So that couldn't have been, you know, that, that hip flexor strain type 
You know right, what I mean? Right. That, what, what that doesn't yeah. necessarily exist. But, uh, you know, it, so I kind of wonder what actually was the situation. You know what I mean? Because he was gone a long time. So you kind of wonder if maybe that there's a little hint of optimism in that. Um, and it also turns into one of those situations to where, you know, when Miller was right and not necessarily 20, you know, mid, you know, Cleveland, Andrew Miller, it did seem the things were a little more fluid out there. So maybe that's something we could look forward to. But but I don't know. There's not a, a lot of optimism on the pitching side right now, which is which is it gut wrenching to me because I figured it would carry him. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the thing. I mean, you know, we could have. We expect the offense to be better with, with Arenado added, but, you know, if it was like, okay, there's a little bit better offense, but the pitching's fine, we're going to be okay. And, um, you know, it's just not been that way, and that bullpen especially. Um, I don't know. I mean, and I you know, hopefully they can find some groove, but, you know, that idea of John Gant moving into that is, is pretty much dead because it takes, you know, what it yeah. takes two moves. And, you know, that's just not going to happen. So you just kind of hope that, that Gant continues to pitch out of the jams that he creates. Although I will say what the one against was it Arizona did he pitch against, I guess. Yeah. Um, pitched really well. I mean, what six innings and, and didn't allow a whole lot of base runners. So you know, if you get a, and you get some of those games, um, you also get some of those games where, you know, it takes a lot of uh, defensive help to sure. keep people off. So hopefully the regression doesn't come to hit, hit him too hard. Yeah. Um, because there are pitchers that defy that regression for a year now, you know, next year might be ugly, but you know, if you kind of expect him to be that again, but, um, he could in theory defy it all year. Well, I don't know that that's the way you want to bet, but you know, that may be what the Cardinals have to do because, you know, I, I don't know. yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like they're happy with the fifth starter, uh, um, production they're getting out of him. And I think that they would love to see. Ponce become their Gant in the bullpen, yeah. but it's also one of those where those both come with pretty big question marks, yep. you know, because we thought the natural progression would be Gant back to the bullpen and, and be in as effective as he has the, the past couple of years. And, you know, I just don't know if, he, I don't know if we're going to see that. And it's, it's, I don't know. It, it's an interesting situation. You know, they, yeah. uh, here, I'm guilty of this. I thought they had enough pitching that they didn't have to go get anybody and anybody they did get, make it a luxury and make it count. Right. You know, that's why the Odorizzi thing was so interesting. It was like, the, as surprising as this would be, if they're building on a strength, that makes me feel pretty good about it. But right. you know, a move like that would be huge right now. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, though. Yeah, except for, is Odorizzi back? Well, I'm just saying any, know, any know, sign of a right. starter. I know, yeah. I agree with you. I just the fact that we did talk about Odorizzi and, you know. Yeah, I'm not trying. I'm not bringing anybody else's name up as much <laughs> as I uh, hurt my boy Helsley last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. I just I don't get it with with Helsley either. I mean, um, okay, yeah, Odorizzi came back. He's made two starts, although his last one wasn't great. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's a that's a tough. You don't know. I mean, that could work out, but um, Helsley, I just don't get quite. You know, I mean, he's obviously there's times. I mean, that game out in Arizona where he just you know got out of that jam, and he can do that kind of stuff. But then there's nights where. Yeah, I don't know. He just it, it, is the controls not there, or he's not fooling anybody. And you know, a lot of times they get him out before the damage is too bad. But yeah, you know, he's he's worn a few this year too. Yeah, it's uh, it it's 
it's tough right now. I know that we're early June and there's a long way to go, but the strength that I thought would be a strength is really wavering right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and, and, you know, just, I mean, the Cardinals could have done more in this offseason. We know that. We, we talked about yeah. it, right? Get some sort of depth, get something, not just stop with Arenado or do something before Arenado. Who knows? But they didn't. And now it's starting to, to hurt them. So hopefully by the time we get together next week, they'll have some sort of new pitcher on the, on the, on the staff because, yeah. um, you know, I, I just, like I said, I like Johan Oviedo, but I think he's going to be really good in a couple of years. I don't yeah. know about right now. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I'm a big fan of Oviedo, but it's, it feels rushed at this point. Yeah. Pretty much. So. Out of necessity, really. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. that's the case. So, um, anything else we've not talked about yet? No, I don't think so. We'll probably curse anybody, you know. Yeah. Tonight, maybe we need to talk about how bad out Andrew Miller is, so he can come in and strike out the side. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to um, do, but I know. did. It wasn't very successful with that. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. I am interested. You're right. I mean, he only got, but he only got like what four innings or something in the minors. Um, so some of that was just you know they spaced him out, didn't work him too hard. Yeah. Um, but um, it's also yeah. I don't think there were any big rush to get him up here. And when the bullpen is struggling that much um, to not rush a yeah. veteran arm, is a little it was, bit surprising. It was an odd situation. Yeah. I mean, especially knowing the weight that he carries. Yeah. Now, I just thought the whole, the whole deal was weird. Yeah. But like you said, I think it's a situation where he was at least on board with all that too. Because 100%. That's, yeah. that's what makes me think that there's probably a lot more to it. Yeah. Um, so... Anyway, all right, Alan and I will be back with you next week. We'll probably record on Thursday. Um, it's an off day, so we'll horn in on the the Ben and Ben and Ben's territory and record on the off day as well. Um, hopefully, we're talking about. Like I said, hopefully the Cardinals can can win this series now and uh, do well against the Indians. Having a couple of days off this week might help as well. I mean, this is a team that's. Yeah, this is their second straight, or not second straight, but second, um, what seventeen game stretch already this season, and that's that's wearing in, in the best of times when you're kind of struggling with who's going to do what. It has to be even more so. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it it's the ten game road trips are tough, especially yeah. the ones on the west coast. Yeah. You know, so we'll see how they recover. Hopefully, hopefully, well. So we, yeah. we, we shall. The two see. days will be huge, especially going into Wrigley. Yep. So. Yeah, and then that that Cub series is going to be that Friday is going to be crazy. That will be, yeah, a day game Wrigley. They're opening back up the first Saturday. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll yep. be it'll be kind of nuts for sure. So, but um, anyway, we'll uh, we'll have to talk before then uh, next week, and we will do so. So until then, that is Alan. I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. Alisaev, the second for one, the double play. What a double play by Ozzie Smith. Oh, mercy.